Hello and welcome back to the Jeff Andreas Show and thanks so much for tuning in. A survey conducted by Ipsos on behalf of MMP was helping to identify some of the costly money mistakes that British Columbians are making, ones that could be contributing to the mounting consumer debt challenges across the province. Those include things from making only minimum payments to borrowing money you can't afford to pay back. And the survey found that 51% of British Columbians are admitting to engaging in what debt experts consider risky financial behaviors over the past 12 months. I'm joined now by Licensed Insolvency Trustee with MNP here in Kamloops. It's Dean Prentice. Dean, thanks so much for taking the time. Happy to, Jeff. Good to talk to you. Yeah, so it's been a few months since we last spoke on the subject of insolvencies and what's happening here in British Columbia. Uh, it continues to be an issue in the province, and it does not seem to be getting any better. Um, now more than half the population are admitting to making risky financial decisions. Um, so just from an overall standpoint, I mean, just what are we looking at? Things seem to be getting worse. Is that is that true? Well, it, in some ways, they are continuing to get worse in that the uh, bankruptcy and proposal insolvency rate has continued to rise. In another part of sense, though, things are actually good uh, in BC in general. Uh, we're some of the most optimistic people as far as being debt-free compared to the rest of the country. So although pockets of the province have higher uh, insolvency rates and greater stresses, in general, BC residents of BC are feeling optimistic about their ability to pay off their debt. Yeah, and, and uh, you know this report that I've been reading here, it talks about uh, about 32% of British Columbians uh, are fortunate enough to say they are currently living without debt obligations. So that's pretty great for 32% of the population, but that leaves, of course, 68% of people um, you know, reeling or, or dealing with some sort of financial issues within their household. I mean, um, you know, when we're talking 68%, obviously a lot of those are not in necessarily uh, crunch or, or debt that is insurmountable, but do have debt challenges. Is that uh, an approach? appropriate figure? I mean, what, what do you think, I guess, should be normal for, for people who are dealing with debt? Is one in three to be out of debt? Is that is that a good figure? It, well, partly it depends on the population. Uh, when you look at the statistics, it depends on how old people are, whether they're debt-free. Um, it depends on if they have children. So people who have children tend to have higher debt levels and I think that's that's fairly obvious because they have a lot more commitments to uh, helping raise their children. Uh, a lot of seniors and uh, people who are over 55, they have less debt because they've gotten to the point where perhaps they've paid off their mortgage now and they don't have children in the house. But it's that the gap there of the, um, the baby boomers and the Gen X, they're the ones who are most worried that they'll never be debt-free. In fact, if you're in that age group... 20% of Gen Xers and baby boomers feel they will never be debt-free. So that's a that's quite a concern to have that many people who don't think they will ever get their debt paid off. Well, I think that figure when when saying that it really bothers me when talking about boomers because these are people you know who are you know in their late 50s 60s 70s and and you know that debt is is not going to go away with them in, in a lot of cases and so that's got to be a real concern to um you know the younger population who might be end up being straddled with with those with those those debts from those boomers well fortunately your children they won't uh, be responsible for your debt if something should happen they didn't, no one else will have to pay it off but I think for a lot of people, they may wind up supporting their, their parents who are now starting to wind down their working years. And for others, they were getting, say, 50, uh, 50 years of age or older, 
and they've suddenly lost their job. Their plan was to be debt-free by the time they retired, and now that's not happening because of their employment situation, and that's where the younger generation are going to have to step in to support their family. They may not be taking on debt, but they're going to be struggling and, uh, to, let's say, have the same lifestyle or be able to afford things for their own children that they thought be able to, and they may not. Now, what are some of the more common practices, I guess, that, you know, if, if you're doing these certain things, that it's a, it's a sign that you're going into some debt problems? Is there anything in particular that, uh, you know, people should be looking out for when, uh, I know, like, one example would be making uh, just, just the minimum payment on your credit card. If you're only making your minimum payment, then chances are you're, you're probably struggling with some sort of uh, financial issues within your household. Are there other signs that you can pinpoint or look to where you can say, if you were doing this, it might be time to look at your financial picture on a bit of a bigger scale? Sure. As you said, the number one reason is not paying off your credit card or lines of credit every month. The other major reasons, and the second most serious reason, is that people get lured in by special deals or special offers. It looks good when they see the price or the reduction, but uh, most people, when they make that purchase, they're not paying it off at the end of the month. So that deal is not really turning out to be such a deal when they add the interest on. It got them into buying a purchase that perhaps they weren't going to to make or they've made an impulse purchase. Uh, Now, that's actually um, a little bit higher for people who are in the 18 to 34 age group. So younger people tend to be lured more in by the special deals or if if you have children. So there's a, it's an interesting uh, little subgroup there of people who are actually taken in by the deals more. But the other three main reasons are um, trying to keep up with the Joneses, as they say, buying things because friends or family have purchased them and you convince yourself that you need it or you want it. And I think probably buying it out of want is more common. And then also making a major purchase on credit without paying it off. So you're making a major purchase. It's usually something that you can plan for and start saving for before you buy it. But a major uh, concern is that people will decide very quickly that they need something that they're not going to be able to afford to pay off at the end of the month. And they put it on credit. Again, those deals or that purchase winds up costing a lot more money than they actually thought. In fact, if for people who don't pay their credit off at the end of every month, people uh, figure it takes about six years and eight months to actually get their debts paid off. So when you look at the interest you're paying on that impulse purchase, it's not a deal at all. Yeah, and one of the other things I'm seeing here too, and, and you mentioned special deals, uh, 8% of, of British Columbians are saying they bought something on credit that requires no payments for a while. So one of those, you know, uh, no payments for 24 months kind of deals, I mean, those, those can sound really intriguing and say, I can I can deal with it in two years, and two years I'll have a little bit more money, hopefully in the bank, and then it won't be a problem, but then two years eventually comes along, and that's no longer the situation you find yourself in, or you didn't properly plan to deal with that kind of a financial situation. So. Uh, um, definitely something for a lot of people to be wary of. If you can't afford it now, you might not be able to afford it later. So make sure you think about that before you buy something. I guess, you know, we, we I ask you this question every time I've had you on so far, but, you know, when, when people are going through their finances on a monthly basis and looking at what they have coming up for payments and if they are having issues or or, or, are working towards seeing that issues might be coming up here in the not-too-distant future, what what should they be doing? Who should they be calling? I mean, you don't want to find yourself in too deep of a situation, but 
That happens clearly to a lot of people where you realize when it's too late that, hey, maybe I'm in deeper debt than I thought and now I can't climb out. Where, where do you turn? What do you do? Well, I think the first thing to do is to do a little assessment, and I, I like to call it the three-month rule. If you set some goals to say, in three months, I will have paid my debt down by this much. You set a target to go, how do I need to adjust my budget? What do I need to change in my spending so that I can achieve that goal? And then track your spending and your debt levels for three months. If you didn't reach that goal, it's quite interesting to look at why you weren't able to reach it. And to be honest, if you weren't able to reach that goal, you're probably going to have problems paying off your debt. And if that's the situation, the best thing to do is to come to a a professional, a licensed insolvency trustee, because we're the ones who can help you get the proper advice and actually help you get out of debt. People sometimes get lured in by a debt consultant who actually aren't able to help you with the debt. They often just charge a fee before introducing you to a, a trustee. So it's best just to call a trustee, a licensed insolvency trustee like MMP Debt, first off, to have a free consultation, and then you can find out what it would actually cost you to pay off your debt on your own, or if you wanted to try and make a, uh, a proposal to your creditors to pay off perhaps only a portion. And interestingly, that's what most people do, is they, they don't go bankrupt, they actually uh, make arrangements to pay off as much as they can afford, and creditors agree to write off the rest. Now, a proposal can only be made through a licensed insolvency trustee, and that's why it's best just to call a trustee directly. Yeah, definitely uh, something for people to keep in mind um, when when they are experiencing some issues. I'm curious too, Dean, while I have you here, I mean, we're looking at right now, when we're looking at the markets and what happened last week, I mean, uh, some some record losses that were... um, uh, put out there as well as, you know, more concerns around what's going to happen with markets as, you know, the coronavirus spreads and gets worse and the, the, the fears around that. I mean, 51% of British Columbians admit to engaging in, in risky financial behaviors now. Do you see that getting worse if, uh, particularly if the market trends continue in the way they, way they are right now? Certainly. If, if people find that their hours are cut back at work because people are spending less, if the economy starts to take a downturn. If, if you haven't been able to pay off your debts now, how will you manage to do it if your income goes down? So it's uh, uh, interestingly, when people are not paying off their debt, more people pay off their lines of credit than they do pay off their credit cards. And lines of credit generally have a smaller interest rate. So I think one of the things people can look at is to say, what's my debt with the highest interest rate? That's the one I should focus on getting paid off first. Uh, but if your hours are getting cut, you're going to trying to pay off even those minimum purchases are going to become a, a severe problem. And then once you start missing those payments, often the credit card companies will increase your interest rate, and now it's going to cost you even more. So when you have less money and now your debt's going up, that's the worst situation to be in. Good stuff, Dean. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I have for you right now. Anything else that you want to add before I let you go? I'm still encouraged that um, 32% of people live debt-free. And it's the people who have the debt, if they're taking the time to look at it and make some decisions and to talk with their family about what changes they're going to make in their lifestyle. I think most people actually find when they make a change in their lifestyle and they give up buying things, they actually don't miss those things they didn't buy. And once you start being able to get your debt paid down a little bit, it's really encouraging. You get it paid down, you realize how much money you're saving, you're able to put more down on it the next month. And once it starts to snowball, 
you can start getting your debt paid down, you feel a lot more optimistic about your about your opportunities. Um, it, it's sad when in the country, 20% of people feel that they will never be debt free. That's uh, that can affect people's mental health quite often. It can lead to depression, and then it can also lead to more risky behavior to try and get the debt paid off. And, and that leads me to casinos and gambling and, and those um, the last ditch efforts to try and get out of debt, which generally are, are not successful and and cost you more in the end. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot to keep in mind. I always appreciate you coming on and taking the time, time Dean. I, I always appreciate talking to you. I think it's important information and definitely some, some things for people here in British Columbia and here in Kamloops to keep in mind. So thanks so much for coming on, um, and, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Awesome. That was a licensed insolvency trustee with MNP here in Kamloops, Dean Prentice.